in this second session on 1 Thessalonians 5, 12-22, I want us to ponder who the leaders are. What are they called in the New Testament? What are they called in your church? We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you, those who labor, first thing he says about them, among you, and those who are over you in the Lord. So I want to ponder that, because that implies leadership, and who admonish you and esteem them very highly in love because of their work. So, Father, as we focus for just a moment on being over others in the church, grant us to rightly understand how you have ordered your church in the New Testament. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Paul had been in Thessalonica, according to Acts 17, maximum four weeks and minimum two weeks or 15 days, three Sabbaths in the synagogue. And during that time, he had evidently seen among the uh, Jewish converts, perhaps, people who could provide some measure of leadership. He did this in every church. And he did it within months of planting the church, it seems like, like Acts 14.23. And when they had appointed uh, elders, appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So Paul did that on his way back from the missionary journey that he had been on where the churches were founded. It should be said quite explicitly that as we talk about the titles for who these people are, one title they never have in the New Testament, and that is priest. Priests are all Christians, 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. This is all the church. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The New Testament plainly teaches that all Christians, all believers, are priests, meaning we don't need a go-between besides Jesus Christ between us and God. And we can minister in a priestly way to other believers and minister the Word of God to them. We can go to God for them in prayer. We can go to God on their behalf in the Word. So don't think that calling the pastor a priest is a New Testament idea. It's not. You can look in vain. You will never find the word priest applied to a church leader in the Christian church of the New New Testament. So what are the the titles? And I want to just argue that elder is the most common title, equals overseer, sometimes translated bishop, equals pastor. In the New Testament, or or you could call that pastor teacher, in the New Testament, the office of elder, the office of overseer bishop, the office of pastor are the same person. I'll show you that now. 
Here's Acts 20, where Paul is addressing the elders. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus, and he called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, and I'm dropping down to verse 28 now, where he calls them something different from elders. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Same word that's sometimes translated bishops. So the elders in Ephesus are called overseers. And the verb to describe what they do is to shepherd, from which we're going to get the word pastor. But I'll come to that in just a moment. To shepherd the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. So elders and overseers in this text are the same group. Same thing here in Titus. I left you in Crete, Titus, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers. In other words, he, in other words he's giving um, criteria for how to choose these elders. And his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery in or insubordination, for the overseer, as God's servant, must be above reproach. So again, he simply replaces the word elder with the word overseer, or sometimes translated bishop. The one place where pastor occurs is here in Ephesians 4.11. Only one, once in the New Testament, are the leaders of the church called pastor. Or pastor is a English word for shepherd. Christ gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. This is translated shepherds now in the ESV, but shepherd and pastor are the same office, same meaning. Pastors and teachers to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. So, since in Acts 28, the overseers are to do the work of shepherding, then the one time that the term shepherd occurs as a noun, pastor, referring to leaders in the church, we may assume that they are the same as these folks, since these folks are the ones who do the shepherding, and therefore the shepherd and the overseer and the elder are the same. That's my argument. Elder, overseer, shepherd, pastor, all the same office, the same person. Notice, it does not include deacon. Paul and Timothy, Philippians 1, servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. The deacons are a separate group of people from the overseers, pastors, and um, elders. The deacons are not leaders of the congregation. They are a distinct group with distinct gifts. And we can see that here in 1 Timothy 3. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer or elder or pastor, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, 
self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach. Deacons, now you can see that they get their own list. They are a separate group. I remember when I came to my church, what, 40 years ago, they didn't have elders. They had only deacons and a pastor. took me 10 years to persuade them that this list (laughs) and this list were referring to two different groups of people and that they ought to be deacons and they ought to be elders distinct. And so that's the structure it has now. Deacons, likewise, must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy. And here's another point. This criterion for choosing elders or overseers is never applied to deacons. Deacons are not required to be competent teachers. Overseers, that's their very job, is to teach. And the second thing that distinguishes overseers or elders or pastors from deacons is authority or leadership. Here's 1 Timothy 5, 17. Let the elders who rule, now that word rule right there is the very same word as are over you in the Lord in 1 Thessalonians 5. Let the pastors who are over you well, do their leading well, be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. So here's ruling, here's teaching. That's what elders do distinctly from deacons. Deacons are never required to or have to be competent to uh, rule or have leadership or stand before abilities for the whole congregation, and they are not required to teach. So when Paul says he's writing to the church in Philippi, to the overseers and deacons, they are distinct groups of people, and churches that are led by deacons, I would say, are simply not fully in sync with the New Testament teaching. The New Testament teaches that there are elders and always plural. We don't know of any church in the New Testament that had a single pastor or a single elder. Elders are always a a group. So in my church, by the time I was done after 33 years there, we had 40 elders. I was one. I had one vote with all the other elders. My job was to labor. Here it says, labor, those, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. So elders have different kinds of responsibilities in their leadership, and that was mine, but I didn't have a greater official authority than the other elders. So there's, there's a team of elders, or call them overseers or bishops, or call them pastors, and the deacons are not in the same category. They are servants operating various ministries in the church, but not overseeing the congregational life and exercising the teaching authority in the church. All of that, just just to give you a glimpse of what over you in the Lord meant when Paul was thinking that way here. We move forward to this issue of esteeming them highly in love because of their work next time.